Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have another episode of Help a Brother Out where we have Justin in studio with me talking about not being so confident about saying what he wants. I coach him on how to say what he wants. And then our guest who's in studio, Jared, can't pronounce his last name, is also going to provide advice. So check it out. Hey guys, welcome to the Ask Women podcast where we get real advice straight from the source. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kinress, uh, owner of thewinggirlmethod.com. Um, we have a very handsome voice of man here in the studio with us today. He has a show on LA Talk Radio called... I'm going to screw it up. I know Just look at the cheat sheet in front of you. Radio. It's okay, Modern Man Radio. Studio. He gave us each of Modern Mail book. Radio. All the information is on Well, I it. just get it the minute I walk in. It's not written down. and I just It's written down. <laughs> but it doesn't say Modern Mail Radio. It's right. Just, that's true. But you knew the radio it, part. Yeah. And he's got an awesome book called Methodology of the Modern Mail. And it looks awesome. I'm going to give it to my boyfriend. Um, everyone welcome. Jared Zavistoski. To the show today. Hi. Hey, I got Hi. it right. This does look awesome. I love all the cartoons in it as visuals for people. I think it's. I think it looks fun. Yeah, I'll have to give this a read. I wish I would have read it before. This but would this be looks like awesome. good to just you know just randomly leave outside of like your loser brother's <laughs> apartment <laughs> right. door and be like, how did this get here? We Sorry. actually uh, just be like, come on. Yeah, is this on? I think so. Yeah, I think you might be a little, little bit low. I can hear Am you. I just low. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're just telling you how yeah. you suck. We, we thought about doing a what was called a book slapping campaign where we were actually going to- Slap people uh, across the face? Yeah, yeah, like run around town and like throw the book at people. That, These are freaking happy. You idea. would kill somebody. <laughs> that would be bad PR for you. Yeah, they double those weapons. Yeah, modern male kills seven in Los Angeles. Yeah, it is looks that, good. I like does it. Does it sound better for you now? There we go. Yeah, yeah. Now I can hear myself. Yeah, we're it's really awesome. high tech at Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, no, but this book looks awesome. That's cool. So tell people about um, your radio show. What do you? I, I've been on the radio show. Yes, you have. Yes. But tell tell me like what do you talk about for the modern male? What who is the modern male? Basically, it's male dating advice. So we invite uh, social media influencers on, models, uh, adult stars, who whomever uh, a man would be interested in, and we invite them on and we test our dating advice on them. Okay. So we ask them what would work, what they want, what they're looking for, and we help bridge the communication gap between women and men. That's amazing. Yeah. Very similar Wait, mission so, to my So you Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Which it's is like, wonderful. It's like the exact well it's it's kind of exactly what you do. Yeah. yeah. So so stop copying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you so you bring them on and then do you send them out to do their do your dating advice and then you bring them back? No, no, no. We don't actually live coach anyone okay. on the show. So how do you test it? What's the testing like? Um, well, we, we, we deal with theories and philosophies from my book, and then we bring the girls on and we talk to them about um, either either stuff like that or relevant issues that are going around, and we kind of definitively try and understand, like, what does this mean? Like, fuck boys, we did a whole show on that. Yeah. And, you know, well, what is it? Uh, how, how is one a perpetrator? It probably smelled like such heavy cologne in there. <laughs> 
I well, we don't. Imagine. We have we have uh, girls on, so oh, okay. we would have we would have two really you know beautiful guests on, and then we would talk about what a fuckboy is and what qualities these women find more or less attractive. I see. Oh, so you said you bring mostly girls in? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. What is I a could, fuck I could hear that part. Uh, a fuckboy is a really really broad definition uh, used to like encompass all things that suck about guys. It's actually. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Definitively. So like, fuck that boy. <laughs> well, it's, or, it's B, uh, is it B-O-I? Don't they spell it like I uh, yeah or something like it, that? It became like this really bl- broad blanket statement, and there's all these videos going around talking about, well, you might be a fuckboy. And it's like, but there's never any like definitive conclusion about what a fuckboy was. Yeah. So I've, we got we, we we got on the show, and we actually broke it down. And basically, a fuckboy is somebody that wants to fuck, who's always kind of like, they're not they're not in your life for any other time than a booty call. So it's like and and I was like, you know, the whole time I was kind of confused. I was like, well, wait, isn't that just a fuck buddy? And they're like, yeah, but they're not your buddy in real life. They're literally just a fuck boy, like somebody that. Oh, OK. That's what I thought it was initially. Yeah. But then you were saying all the things that are wrong with men. Well, like, that well, is that's, wrong with men. That they just want to fuck or that you want to fuck them. They're just kind of there to fuck you and fuck you over. What? Right. Well, a guy, so, on, I don't know about that. so on Urban Dictionary, on Urban Dictionary, um, it is spelled F U C K B O I. A guy who tries Love to that person knew this. I know a guy who, but I couldn't get your your radio show straight. <laughs> uh, I'm like Rain Man. A guy who tries to get with everyone. A player. A guy who will lie to a girl to make them hook up with them or send pics. They think they are the shit when they're not. A guy who will only date a girl for their body. Total ass. A guy that will make a girl cry and laugh. And a guy who will, who lies when they say i love you oh so like a, not a nice guy yeah like like a douchey like a douchebag douche yeah so yeah. i guess fuckboy is the new term for douchebag interesting yeah Why that you just can't say a new phrase created for this that's just how i mean the ones is. that exist were pretty good yeah i thought so too yeah and especially because there's so much confusion around this fuckboy like why would you choose a name it doesn't even really make sense yeah you know well it's become more and more definitive but in the beginning i think the urban dictionary i think the urban dictionary thing actually changed because Probably, in the yeah. beginning it was about it was like uh uh, uh, what's a uh, like a dude that ain't about shit? And I was like, "Well, what? that's kind of broad." <laughs> like, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? Uh, uh, something with grammar. I don't know. This is all incorrect to me. Anyway, we're gonna talk. Just don't be a fuckboy. <laughs> yeah, don't be a fuckboy. What is that how you pronounce it? Boy. I don't even know. Um, okay, so this week we're going to continue. Thank you for that definition. You're by welcome. The way, I really like the 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 new word that I've learned. Uh, you today. know, I'm I'll I'm saying we, we retrograde this and go back to douchebag because I, yeah. I I feel like douchebag works so much better. Yeah, that's, uh, I get it. You say douchebag, I know who you're. Everybody talking about. knows what a douchebag yeah. is. Yeah, a fuck like, boy. I'm like, what the? What? I don't know. Is that? A, I don't think you have to say the boy about, part. I think you can just say boy. But why do they spell it that way? Because it's funky. That's not modern. That's just stupid. This is millennials. Agreed. Agreed. Anyway, <laughs> we are. Uh, this episode is another episode of Help a Brother Out. And we have Justin, who was live in studio with me, and we did a coaching session with him. And actually, Christian, you you probably remember Justin. He was on our show when we were back at Sideshow. He came into the studio. Yes, do you I do remember, remember him? him. What what was How your impression of him that you remember him? That I could forget. Yeah, <laughs> you could forget him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. I, I was not that. I mean, kind of. He just he was a nervous guy. Um, he came to our live show yeah. and I remember when he approached us a little bit, I vaguely remember that. And he oh, was, yeah. he was kind of like hanging around. It was that little bit of a, like, I'm staring until I'm get Noticed. the balls up to say hello. Mm-hmm. And so he had a little bit of a creepy vibe, yeah. but a nice guy, creepy vibe where it's yeah. like, he's just really nice. 
Yeah, like he, he won't rape really or kill him. you. He'll just like stand around. And for if he a does, really he's going to be nice about it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He'll compliment you Polite and like wipe you up afterwards. Yeah, yeah, very nice guy. So this, so Justin, who actually now I have like a very soft spot for because I think he is wonderful. Um, having that one-on-one time with him got me, you know, to get him to know. Get, bleh, I can't speak. Got gave me a chance to get to know him better, and I wanted to play for you guys our coaching session. It's about fifteen minutes, so take a listen to this, and then I want you to. Give your comments afterwards. All right. So we have Justin in studio with us, which is awesome. So the other guys who have been part of Help Brother Out, they've been losers who are stuck on the phone. They're not live in person with us. Or with me, because Kristen's not here. Well, that's uh, that's their yeah. loss, isn't I needed it? some sensitivity because, you know, so I kicked her out for these Help a Brother Out episodes. <laughs> I wanted you to just focus on Thank God. the actual work to be done. So, Justin, you were kind of being helped out in the past. Uh, and yes. you did a show with us. You came to the studio before, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Didn't we originally meet you at our live show? Yes, at our live show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you kind of disappeared. What happened? Uh, not exactly sure. I was emailing back and forth with the producer because mm. you had talked about initially bringing me back in yeah. later on. And then right after I got off the, you know, right after I got out of the show, um, he's, emailing me, he's emailing me saying, you know, so it helped, right? You're on more dates. And I was like, well, it's 2014. I'm literally in the parking lot. It felt like it. Yeah, it was, you know, it's 2014. Nobody goes on dates anymore. Yeah. (laughs) 2014, that was a long time that we did this. Okay, so just to let you know, that producer got fired very shortly after. (laughs) So I'm sure that's what happened. Okay, so you're saying you did try and follow up, which is great. Mm. But I think I had emailed you too. There was a a couple of emails back and forth, but I didn't want to bother you. You signed me. you, You put me on the... One of your, you gave me, you, you said, you know, try this, do this program. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I went through it and start, you know, I was starting to go through it and just kind of got overwhelmed with it. I don't really, it, well, my voice is cracking. Like, that's a good thing to say is you get overwhelmed with my program. Tell me what overwhelmed you. It seemed like there was a lot of, uh, it was, a, there was a lot of steps that were all to be done all at the same time. That's what I'm remembering, you know. Okay. You know. Well, there are instructions about how to do it, but yeah, it's not all at the same time. It's actually slowly. But I understand how – okay, so I will make that note in my program that it's not about doing it all at the same time because, like, you can't do all those steps all at the same time. But so tell me what's been going on with you since you did come on the show. Uh, since then, I've uh, – well, as far as with women and everything, uh, I've had a girlfriend since then. Good. Uh, so obviously it wasn't that overwhelming. Oh, no, no. It was not. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding you. Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't wasn't uh, ridiculously overwhelming. Uh, oh, that's much better, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I had a girlfriend, and I was just able to be much more natural. Good. And it would actually – it was very interesting how this girl actually came after me. Really? Yes. Okay, good. Um, because she was actually introduced to me as a uh, – she was a lesbian. Really? Yeah. And so, you changed her around. That is how effective the Wayne Girl Method is, people. <laughs> Change around lesbians. Now what happened? Uh, she just was a friend of a friend. Yeah. And, you know, I put her in the, you know, basically I put her in the friend zone because really? I thought she was a friend. And then all of a sudden. And a lesbian. And, and a lesbian. Yeah. And not in, in, not interested. Yeah. You know, angry. Right. And she, you know, came after me with, you know, that she wanted to. You know, spend more time with me okay. and everything else, and okay. we dated for about for about four or five months. Okay, and how did it go? Obviously, she wasn't a lesbian. No, she bisexual. 
Uh, yeah, I'd say I would say so. Okay. Did that intimidate you at all? It was. It does. I'm just saying because it does for a lot of men, and it shouldn't. It wasn't intimidation. I just I thought that she was trying to use me for something at first, right? And I just was trying to, I was trying to make sure that she was not. I, I wanted to make sure that she wasn't trying to get back at somebody or you know. No, that makes complete sense. I guess that's a better way of explaining it. Yeah, because she was also a lot younger, mm-hmm. uh, you know, than I am. So. Okay. And how old are you? Uh, 38. And how old is she? 23. Oh, nice. Okay. 23-year-old lesbian. This is amazing. Um, so then what, what can I help you with now? Um, well, I still feel like when Aren't all I think that there's lesbians? a chance yep. that That's correct, Kristen. <laughs> I always seem to hold back or not come across as my natural natural self. Okay. Does that, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it does. It's hold, you're holding yourself back because you think that something you say or you do will be wrong, won't be appreciated, and it's going to ruin attraction. So instead, you bite your tongue and you don't really say anything. Yeah. Or you may say things, but don't really. On, on one of our other Help Brother Out episodes, we were talking with Omar, and um, his main thing is that he. For his online profile, he does a lot of things for other people. He writes a profile for other people. He writes messages for other people instead of like sitting back and thinking, what do I want to put out there? How am I going to use myself to select the kinds of women that I want? And the trouble with continuously doing that is that you, as I was saying to him, like you cast this wide net that isn't very specific or unique or um, tailored to you. And it's it's wishy-washy messages that get sent to everybody around you because you're not saying what you want, clearly. You're not stating your opinions. You're not really putting your, yourself out there. You're putting this, like, vanilla version of yourself out there that, yeah. you know, I mean, I like vanilla ice cream, but there's other flavors that are much more exciting and enjoyable. Like, if you put vanilla and mint chocolate chip in front of me, I'm going to go mint chocolate chip. For mm-hmm. sure. It's more exciting. Vanilla is like, yeah, it's the basic. It's nice. I can use and abuse it and I'll eat it, but I'm not going to be overwhelmed by it. Mint chocolate chip, I'm going to go crazy over. My point to you is that I, I'm guessing that's what happens with you as well. When you are somewhat invested in some way in your mind, you're either really attracted to somebody, you want something from the person in front of you, um, you hold yourself back. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? Like I, I just said my reason of why I think it happens, but why do you do it? I don't have a, I don't have a specific reason as to why. Has it worked for you? No, obviously, because right. I'm, it's not where you know I'm not where I want to be. Right, and where do you want to be? <laughs> uh, we can figure that out together yeah. if you don't know. Well, I, I would like to, I would like to have more options with women, and uh, I jokingly say with. Uh, my friends uh hip deep in vagina yeah but i mean <laughs> that's fine yeah that's you know you want to be having more sex having more sex having more you know more relationships okay. and getting you know getting out there and finding more of the you know more of the right people that i want to be around okay and so you think that by holding back and not really showing who you are is going to get you around those types of people no okay it's not it's not yeah but this is interesting right so yeah. You actually clearly know what you want, but you're doing the opposite to get it. Yeah. Okay. So for you, you're clear on what you want. You want more options. You want to be hip deep in vagina. You want to be like 
you want to be able to be with who you want to be with and be able to pick and choose yeah. rather than saying, okay, I'll take you because nobody else is coming this way. Yeah. Okay. So I have an exercise for you. Okay. And this is not going to right away tap into you suddenly being that's, who you want to be. That's completely fine. Um, but I think I may have given this to you last time actually. But um, it's called the I want exercise. I don't do remember. I don't remember that. Okay, one. it's it's a simple exercise, okay. but it's really hard for people to do who aren't used to telling others what they want. Okay. And being clear with decisions and opinions, because I'm hearing wishy washiness from you of what you put out there to other people, even though you, you clearly know what you want. Okay. Right, but it's uncomfortable to put out what you want. So let's get comfortable with first saying I want, and then you can start putting those things out to other people in grander ways. I want to be. Hip deep in you, okay? I mean, you're not going to say that right now, yeah. but I want you to get into that space where you realize that when you say, I want, people actually react better because you're being clear. Okay. You're not being wishy-washy. So the exercise is injecting the term and phrase, I want, into your routine five to ten times every single day. Okay. Somebody at work says, oh, what do you want, like Chinese or blah, for lunch? Instead of saying, oh, I don't know, whatever you guys want. Or, oh, I can have this, I can have that. Even if you don't have a strong opinion, I want you to say what it is. You can take a moment and pause and think about it. That's even better and sexier. If you're like, hey, give me a second, let me think about this. I, I want sushi. Like, I, I want you to really start owning I want and being okay with it. Okay. Because I'm guessing you don't do that. No. In your life, right? And does that make you feel uncomfortable to be assertive like that? I, I could see where it would be, yeah. I definitely yeah. could see that. Okay. I, I, in sitting here and thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, of course I can say I want this. I want, you know, that's what, that's what we do all day. Right. But actually, you know, I could see where I would not do it as much as, you know, you're, yeah. you know, as I, I want to. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you. Like, I, I, I am now seeing a business coach for myself because in most of my interactions, I am very clear with what I want. Mm -hmm. With friends, I don't shy away. Like, I, I'm not, I don't pussyfoot around things. Like, I am obviously with certain people in my life. I'm not going to be a bulldozer for them and I'm going to be a little bit more open and not, you know, try and beat them into doing what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But I'm not afraid and shy to say what I want. When it came to my business, mm -hmm. I was kind of. I would hire these vendors to work on my website or on my business and I would hire them thinking, you know better what I want and what's better for my website, even though I've been doing this for 12 years almost. But you know better because five other people say that you know better so i'm just going to put all my power into your hands and then be your cheerleader the entire time that you're working on my stuff and i'm also going to pay you crazy amounts of money to do all this stuff and i'm just gonna let you do what you want to do and as i would hire these vendors and we would start to work with each other i would just sit back and I'd be like, yeah that's great what you're doing it sounds awesome and slowly things would start to creep up where i would say this isn't what i they're not doing what I want to do, but I wouldn't ask for it and I wouldn't say things to them. I wouldn't be assertive. I would be scared to upset them because if they, if I upset them, they could, they would leave potentially and mm -hmm. I could piss them off kind yeah. of like what you're experiencing with women. And they may say, Oh, I'm not going to work on your site. And then they're not going to make my site a million times better than it is. Right. Mm -hmm. But what ends up happening with me holding back on, 
either asking questions, saying what I want, being more assertive on having scheduling times for reports being given to me so they're relaying the information back to me about what they're working on and what they've accomplished and, and setting certain timelines for them. By letting them just run amok and do whatever they want to do, it takes power away from me, gives power to these people who may not want that power at that time because they want to work with me and they want to be able to win with me as well so that we can have a really great partnership. Um, and I am working with a business coach right now and I haven't for like a year, but I, I've learned now how to be more assertive, how to say what I want, because I was very comfortable saying it in other areas, but how to say what I want in this specific realm. And I see people, the vendors that I'm working with, are working so much better now. We're working as a team. We're working together. There's like attraction there. There's a synergy. There's an energy between us that wasn't there before. There was always this distance that was between myself and the other vendors, and I was always putting them on a pedestal, mm -hmm. thinking that they could save me and make you know things happen that I wasn't able to make happen. But what okay, I'm going into a long-winded story, but. My point is, is that I was giving away my power and I don't want you to give away your power. You have so much power within you that you keep giving to other people, especially super hot girls that you want to sleep with when they don't deserve that power yet. They want a collaboration. They mm -hmm. want to work with somebody. They want to win with you and you want to let them know that they could be able to win with you. But if you're not saying anything and you're being complacent and you're, 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 you're being vanilla, then Nothing is going to attract them to you, and nothing is going to keep them around you. Anyway, we're going to work further on this, but the first step is saying, I want five to ten times a day. And what I want you to do okay. is I want you – I'm going to give you a special email address, or I'm going to have Jen send it over to you. Um, and you're going to email every single day a recap of how you said I want. Tell me how it felt, whether it was shitty, whether it was amazing. I want you to – like. Treat me as a journal and just like write to me and tell me everything that's going on. Okay. Writing things down, especially writing to somebody that's receiving the information could comment on it, makes it more tangible and helps you speed up your process of actually internalizing something. Okay. Okay. And that's what I want you to do. Are you comfortable with that? Yeah. I'm okay. comfortable with that. Cool. Go back to Orange County. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't uh, I don't actually live in Orange County, but uh, You just I, have an Orange County haircut? Uh yes. I work in Orange County. Oh, you and, work in Orange County? Yes. Where do you live? Uh down uh Torrance. Oh, in Torrance. Yeah. Did you South live there Bay. before? No. I okay. moved. I moved about six months ago. Torrance is like a big up and coming area, isn't it? It's really yeah, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of businesses in there and there's a lot of people that are you know, it's a, a big growing community. Yeah. It's, no, I, I I used to actually have an office down there, um, and it was very industrial. But then just as I was leaving out of there it started becoming kinda cool. That's how it always happens. Wherever I leave, then it becomes cool afterwards. Anyway. Thank you for coming in, meeting with me one-on-one. -on -one. We're going to continue working with each other so I can continue to help a brother out. Okay, excellent. Okay, cool. Okay. Well, I just want to, I want to add on a little bit because after we stopped recording, obviously that's when like really great things happen. That's yeah. why when, you know, guests come into our show, we're like, don't talk to us because you're going <laughs> to waste all your, you know, good go-go juice uh, not being on air. So he talked to me afterwards about his body language, which, you know, Kristen noticed it the first time that she met him. I noticed it as soon as he walked in. Trisha noticed it as soon as he walked in the door. His body language was off. It's, it was not as great as Jared's right now. But oh. I advised him <laughs> to do exactly what you were doing. So I gave him a little exercise that 
because he was talking about how whenever he gets into a new place or a new situation, even if he's been there before, uh, when he first gets there, he, he can feel all this tension building up in his body. Yeah. And he gets uncomfortable and nervous. And then his head starts we, – we've all experienced this before. Where yeah. Your head gets all like muddled and you're like, I don't even know what to say or to think. And because you're so fixated on all this tension, you can't really enjoy the world around you. So my exercise to him was to watch this video that I have up on my website. It's by Amy Cuddy who did an amazing TED Talk. Okay. And we talked about it on the show many times before. She talks about this Wonder Woman pose where literally you just open up your body – like Wonder and Woman. When you get to walk into a room and be like, hey. The, yes, <laughs> yes. Superman. The Superman pose. I, but that's what she calls it. I'm not going to take it away from her. Um, but we talked about how the first thing that he should always remember to do when he gets into a new place is just open up his body language and yeah. just pay attention to that as opposed to all the things he is or is not doing correctly. If he can just focus on putting, like, exactly like you're standing, like opening up his pelvic area opening up his chest <laughs> yes running. jared's been all, <laughs> all show so far with his legs spread wide with open <laughs> wide open for us that's in the book it's chapter four uh well, you can <laughs> hear you can hear in his voice that he has weak body language yeah you can just hear it in the way he talks because it was he sounds very npr uninspired without the information <laughs> right you know what i mean very but, sleepy and it's sure a very sleepy himself. sound yeah yeah unsure. but the thing is is that when I talk to him off radio, he is much more sure of himself. So when he's not in a nerve-wracking situation, right. which yeah, you know, I could see how it is. would be nervous to not only get coached but get coached live on the air. Yeah, I mean this is this is a, a very very different studio, and there's a lot going on in here. So there's a lot to distract you and men. You know, we have a singular focus. So there's that, and then also he might not be, um, you know, he he might not be very good at taking constructive criticism. So now he's taking constructive criticism on a stage in the spotlight, and he's like, oh my god, you know, and he's starting to his voice is starting to crack and his adrenaline's pumping and um and that's what happens a lot of times with approach when a guy goes up to approach a girl he just he immediately feels like he's on a stage and he's butt naked yeah and um it's funny because you guys mentioned the way my body language is i struggled very very much with being insecure or being that guy that was kind of like i didn't know what to say to the girl so i'd sit there and look at her i mean these are all issues that i dealt with personally i wasn't born this way and I learned to conditionally train things and I learned how to be more attractive and be more assertive with my space and more dominant. Um, and those are things that I teach guys. So it's, it's riddled throughout the book. And I give examples on how to exude confidence because confidence is one of those slippery things. It's like yeah. everybody says be more confident, but no guy's like, oh, this is how you be more confident. Nobody's going, this is how you get more confident. Everybody's like, just be more confident. People are like, what? Well, tell well, me, what how, how do you get more confident? So uh, I liken it, again, to body language. And then we, I, the example I use is like a hammer. So when you take a hammer, you're not going to go and you're not going to grip that hammer as tightly as possible because you're not going to get a good swing out of it. And you're not going to have a grip on that hammer that's uh, you know, going to let the hammer slip out of your hand the second that you hit something. So instead of um, mentally associating the word confidence as the word confidence, I tell people to mentally associate it as the word sure. I'm sure. Uh, when you when you're talking about something and somebody okay. comes up and goes, "Hey, are you sure about that?" You go, "Yeah, I'm sure. I know. Uh, I know. I've I've checked it backwards and forwards. You're not overcompensating and you're not undercompensating." And I cover all of the different ranges there. Um, you know what overconfidence is, where it stems from, um, and, and overcompensating in general, and then underconfidence, where guys are like, you know, they're they're too scared to walk up and be assertive because they're afraid of hurting people's feelings. And it's like, man, if you're afraid of your own strength, like you you 
you don't know what you're doing. Um, well, you're sabotaging you, yourself. That's what you're doing. Well, yeah, and I think a lot of guys. Uh, well, now we live in this, this society where women uh, have kind of like asserted themselves into the, into a place of equality, which is great, and I'm all about Stupid that. Stupid bitches, <laughs> whores, get rid of them. <laughs> But it's left a lot of men kind of scratching their heads going, well, what do I do? Like, I can't, they don't feel like they can completely be uh, themselves fully in the masculine. And that's because a lot of the masculine back then was kind of uh, muddied into chauvinism. There was, there was a lot of masculine, but there was also a lot of extraneous um, like chauvinistic and yeah, misogynistic things. Yeah. So now I think that the, um, the goal is to help men find the masculine in its most innate uh, attractive form while kind of like, you know, sanding off the misogyny that comes with it and, and, you know, removing that. So taking off the best part, <laughs> My uh, but, uh, when, when it comes right down to it, you hit a really, really interesting topic on, uh, when you were coaching him and that was, uh, the desire to want, uh, or just, just the, just saying you want or the, the it's really uncomfortable for so many people, the ability to have a desire. And I talk about that in my book too. Um, that for some reason, and I didn't understand it fully in the beginning, but then when you kind of see it in a girl, you start to understand it a little bit better. Um, but it's, it is an attractive quality when someone knows what they want. Mm -hmm. When someone has a desire, any desire, they go, Hey, I want this. I don't want that. It's like, Oh, oh you sex little thing. You, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I started to notice that in women and I was like, Oh, okay. So that, is that what they're talking about? And it just manifests itself a little differently in the, you know, from guy to girl, because uh, our perspectives are always kind of shifted. Uh, being a male, we kind of always think that this is a male thing only, and this is a female thing only. And you start to realize that the same qualities are attractive in both sexes oh, when yeah. when displayed. Yeah. So just like one sexy when you wear a dress, and one sexy when you don't wear a dress. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I want to take a little break, and then I want to hear yeah, from no you, like a, like the, the two things that you f first did to shift your confidence because I love that you were saying before, like you didn't have this body language. You didn't have this strength, yeah. this power. So I want to hear the things that you did okay. to, to shift that for you. So we'll be back right after this. How to kiss a seemingly simple task. A kiss can make or break a moment. And while most men believe themselves to be the perfect kissers, many women are quick to disagree. Step one, the tease. Place your hand on the back of her neck or by her jaw. Make eye contact and maintain it to build the tease. Step two, the kiss. The ever important first touch of the lips. If you want to make her work for it, the first moments should be a gentle tease. By slowing down the action, you'll show her that you're in control. Never give too much, too much tongue, teeth, or just too hard. Watch for signs of heavy breathing, moans, and hand placement. And remember, you can always move beyond her mouth. Want advice and step-by-step -step instructions on how to get the girl sent right into your mailbox every single day? Then sign up for your free Wing Girl Method newsletter at winggirlmethod.com slash advice. When you sign up, you'll also get a free copy of my best-selling book, 10 Devastating Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. Go to winggirlmethod.com slash advice and sign up now. Thanks for listening to Playboy Radio. You want to hear more? Catch us on TuneIn.com slash Playboy. We promise you won't be disappointed.
When it comes to fitness, Andrea Lowell knows it all. I am now a certified raw food nutritionist. I'm going to talk to you about the rectus abdominis, which are the six-pack muscles. Hear about all the latest fitness and nutrition trends as she gives you the best ways to stay in shape. My favorite superfoods, chlorella. It's the cordycep mushroom. It's Sexy Beast, Mondays on Playboy Radio. Listen to PlayboyRadio.com now. Back to the show. Hey guys, uh, so <laughs> sorry, getting trapped just in conversation. Um, so Jared just said something between the break and the break that was really interesting. And you said um, making yourself comfortable in uncomfortable scenarios or situations. Yeah. Tell yeah. us how you do that because I know for me, especially just living. I know our listeners don't all live in Los Angeles, but when you live in LA, there's so many things that are not natural. It's not natural to wear headphones and talk to people. It's not natural to stand in front of a camera, but some people make it look so natural and so comfortable. Yeah. So what do you do to, to get there? Well, I mean, it's not necessarily what I do. It's more of a mindset that I developed and that I continue uh, to grow within. Um, So when, you know, when I was a kid, I had a, a very, very hard time socializing. It was very awkward. I dealt with a lot of the same issues that guys deal with now. And, you know, you'll see guys when they get nervous and I'm like, oh, my God, I was right there. Like, I know I know how I feel you feel. Um, and I, I talk about this in, in Methodology of the Modern Male. But one of the things that, you know, being a modern male is all about is learning how to be completely comfortable in completely uncomfortable circumstances. And there's nothing more co- uncomfortable than talking to a girl that you really, really like, uh, you know, and, and knowing that she's out of your league or something like that. You just you you start to lock up, you know, you get your your throat starts to seize, you know, you get you start to shake. Like you my ejaculate. Legs shake. I mean, it's so awkward. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then there's that. Then there's then there's like, oh, my God, I got a butter. Oh, shit. You know, or like, you know, when you're in the hot tub with, with a group of girls and you're like 15 and you're like, everybody gets out and you're like, oh, crap, I can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> this is pre-learning about the tuck. I, I deal with that all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I learned about the tuck in uh, in junior high. Yeah, or a book. You know, you. you yeah, grow, I mean, this book could be used. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> multi-purpose. It is. It's definitely. Uh, it could. It could disguise a boner. Um, and <laughs> it's a huge that. Book. <laughs> I mean, I don't think teachers realize that, but they should have a special teaching course on hiding boners. No, no, no. That <laughs> I think most of my teachers that do that. Students <laughs> would have boners because it's so horrible. Like. There you're you're be. you're like 13. You're in class. You're daydreaming about the girl. You know, a few seats up from you. Right. And then all of a sudden, the teacher goes, "Hey, will you write this on the board?" And you stand up, and, and yeah. you're like, "Oh crap! I can't stand up. <laughs> I can't stand up." I feel bad for little boys. That's horrible. That's why hoodies became so popular because they had those two. They had oh, those, pockets those, you can kind of pull down in the front, and oh. you can pull them down. So that's why kids would always get those baggy hoodies. Like, yeah, my no, husband always wears like, hoodies. That was a trick. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, That's interesting. So back to the, the coaching thing. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I use, uh, I, it all started, and, and this is the most important point, and this is kind of the point that you're touching on with you know telling uh, this guy to, to have a desire to say what you want. Um, you know, even deeper than that, the most, the single most attractive quality to women is drive. It's ambition. It's a man who wants. It's a man who's moving forward, setting goals, and smashing the crap out oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Everything else from totally. there is different. Uh, I mean, obviously varying degrees of attractive, but that's how you kind of see girls with guys who they don't have nothing else going for them. They're not good looking. They're not, you know, they're, they're not refined. They might even be misogynistic. They might be complete assholes, but they're driven. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that's a really, really magnetic quality. So if you can be driven... And you get all of the other exterior stuff, you know, um, 
you get your fashion down, your hygiene down, your fitness down, and you're driven. Oh my God! Yeah. You're like the king. You're 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 a catch. So uh, now you don't even need game. You don't you don't need to, you know, you don't need to memorize lines or pick up or any of that stuff. Because you, literally, you're you're the guy that every girl's looking for. You're the unicorn now, mm-hmm. and so many other guys aren't willing to put in that work, or they'll try, or they'll put it in work, but they'll go about it in a completely different way. So they'll you know memorize lines, and they'll be like, "Well, I don't need to do any exterior stuff, and I don't really need to have goals or jobs." But if I lie about it and make girls think that I've got them, I can trick them into sleeping with me. It's like, no, just be what they want. Like, what what are you doing? Like, just be what they want. Yeah. Um, and the. You know, the side effect of this is that it's good for you as a man. It's good for you as a man. It's good for you as a human being. Everybody should have drive and figure out what they want and have goals. Yeah. The thing that this is actually one of the first exercises that I did for myself, and that is part of every single one of my programs. It's I call it discover you. It's like you cannot turn anybody else on until you turn yourself on first. You have to discover who the fuck you are, what you're about, what you want, what you're going after, Mm -hmm. what you're willing to accept. These are questions most people do not ask themselves ever let alone like for one period in in their life right but if you're going to put yourself forward you have to know what you want because the more clear you are on what you want then you can very clearly define that path for yourself so you got to like figure out who exactly what you're saying like figure out what your drive is what what your driving forces are and what you're willing to allow coming back at you and i talk about uh this in 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 several different sections of the book so i talk about um, drive and, and ambition. Jared's and stuff. good at PR. I like it. <laughs> I can tell. I know. He's like, okay, I know how to wrap it back to the book. <laughs> Which the, actually, the book is called. No, what, I, I'm what, an amazing Kristen? publicist, and he basically uh, he he just trained the shit out of me. Good. Uh, I spent like two weeks in boot camp go, and with him hammering me, going, "Oh, this is how you do it. This is how you do it." It's amazing. So Where's yeah, the book yeah. available. Um, you can find it on Amazon right now. Uh, Methodology of the Modern Male. Mm-hmm. But. Um, so I talk about drive, and an interesting thing is that uh, confidence is a direct result of drive. Mm-hmm. Having ambition or wanting something is going to produce experience in your life. Experience is what produces confidence. Women like experienced men. They like confident men. All that is is saying that I am familiar with enough comfort testing scenarios to know that I could probably handle this. I'll probably get through It's a through primal it. thing. Yeah. It's what we're, to, we're attracted to survival at the end of the day. Exactly. That, that's what it's all about. Exactly. And survival I, in nice clothes, though. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> And I talk about that specifically, that, that women are actually attracted to a man who goes out and gets and hunts mm-hmm. and brings back food or currency, which is now you know money, um, which is our, our modern-day food. Mm-hmm. It means I can procreate with this man. He can provide. He's a go-getter. He's a doer. And then I talk about the idea of being a broken tool. And it's like, you know, men will, will kind of – They'll kind of be scratching their heads because they, for them, all they want is an attractive girl. You know, it's on their priority list that she has goals. I mean, not all men, a lot, some, men, some men, but um, you know, for a girl, it's like she'll just walk away if a guy doesn't have goals. And guys will be scratching their head, going, "Well, why would she do that? Like, I'm good, I'm here. Like, why was, things are good?" And what he doesn't realize is that her, her primal, uh, you know, her, her alert system is like, you know, going off, going, I can't procreate with this guy. Uh, yeah. he's a, my kids are going to die. Yeah, my kids are going you. to die. And what they'll, what they, I, I, I hate to relate men as two tools, but I'm not talking about like the, the metaphor. That's kind of accurate. Yeah. 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 But I've met a lot of tools, <laughs> at, a lot of broken ones. As like an actual tool, like a screwdriver or something, it's like if, if this tool serves a function and its function is to screw this in and it's broken, you know, it, it's chipped or whatever, it's like 
you're going to throw the tool away. You're not going to stay with the not tool. Not if you're a driven man who can figure out how to use that broken that tool. tool and fix I'm it. I'm talking about women. So okay. like women wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't keep picking up the same screwdriver. You'd be like, no, oh, well, not with this, Amazon. this doesn't work. Another one. <laughs> yeah. But tell me about the mindset that you were, you were speaking of before because I love everything you're saying about drive and passion yeah. and experience that builds confidence. These are fantastic things. Mm-hmm. In, in your mind, what is the mindset that knowing those things ha- helps you have? Like what is that confident mindset? What are you telling yourself? You just – you know that no matter what comes that you can handle it. Um, you know that – you know you know who you are. And, and it's funny because when you talk about knowing who you are, like I mean – I feel like a lot of guys don't really know that. And, you know, it's not something that I was like, oh, I'm this way. But because I was driven, I've been through enough experiences to know it's like, nope, that's not going to work. Nope, that, I, don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So I became very, very good at sorting. Um, you know, and that uh, somebody actually said that to me once. She was like, you know, dating is a process of sorting. And I was like, how could you be so, so cold and not open to. Yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's interesting that you said sorting because a friend of mine just read this book about organization. But for some reason in the book, it was saying how our brain sorts, but it doesn't or it, it, it doesn't sort necessarily to the extent that we want it to. So groups everything. So if, if you don't do something, say you don't, don't do something on your list and it's only a minute thing, like go to the bank, that becomes as heavy as something huge, like pay your bills in our heads. Like everything really? weighs so heavily mm. in our in our heads. So we have to learn how to sort what's important and what's not. Like top priority, low yeah, priority? to yeah. lower your stress levels. Oh, that's interesting. And so I can see that with men and talking to a woman, and if she rejects you, then putting that on the same level as a big Big stressor. Well, many men tie that to their masculinity, but, so right? Of course, but they can but learn to, yeah. to to kind of tear that down into something that's not as important or meaningful as a bigger thing, a bigger life event. Yeah, you know that could stress you out. Yeah. Well, I have you know a question. Saying? Do you think that's actually a really good point? But th- do you think that everybody can learn to be more confident? Everybody can learn Absolutely. to be better with women. Why? Uh, well, I mean, if you look like in any situation, any scenario, it is innately human to evolve. Uh, to adapt, and it doesn't matter who you are, you you can and will evolve. And you see this with, uh, I mean, like military training. You put anyone in the military, they're going to come out saying hoorah. You know, they're they're going to come out a bigger, stronger man. Um, so yeah, I think that anybody can learn confidence. And one of my biggest things was I I was very very driven, and I was also very very uncomfortable in a lot of the scenarios that you know people are. So I hated that quality. And I, I literally like I just turned my drive in on that. And I was like, you know what? You I don't like you. I don't want you to exist. All of this insecure, uh, you know, uncomfortable. I, you're the enemy. And now I'm going to war with you. So like I hated it to such an extent that I would bait it and challenge it constantly. And I would go out alone. And I would go out sober and I would do all of these things that were just like, I mean, you feel like you're, you're crawling in your own skin. But it was like if I saw a girl and I thought anything even remotely related to, um, you know, oh, she's too good for me or uh, I don't know what to say or I started to feel nervous, I would walk right over there and talk to her and just be like, you know, what? fuck this. You're, you're not allowed to you're not going to let this control your life and and uh, inhibit you from experiencing what you were what you were put here to do. So. For me, like when it comes to coaching men, when it comes to coaching anything, it all starts with motivation. It all starts with ambition. It all starts with drive. And it doesn't matter really like if if you're so driven to do, 
you know, knickknacks or whatever it is. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you know, and you definitely want to lean towards something that you can monetize. But when it comes right down to it, just being driven and having a passion and being passionate about something is so much more attractive. Like as I'm talking right now, girls that are listening to this would be more attracted to the stuff that I'm saying than if I were actually trying to like seduce them or talk to them. Women are attracted to ambitious men. They're attracted oh, yeah. to driven men. So just hearing passion in your voice and talking about something that you really love or that you really know is something that's going to get a girl's attention. And that's what I tell guys. I'm like, look, drop the lines, drop the games, drop the tricks. When you want to get a girl, think about something that you're really good at. Mm-hmm. Just have that in your head. Exude that confidence. You know, Then talk about it. Yeah. Even if what you're doing right now is learning to be more confident, talk about it. How fascinating exactly. it is. What you read last week. Another guy that you saw another girl that you saw exactly. poor example of confidence like that's freaking interesting information is very fascinating i've women, told especially guys when you're yeah feeling attached to it. i've told guys like literally walk up tell her you bought my book or you know and not even for a marketing thing i'm like look walk up and be like hey i got this book on this thing and uh i'm, I'm working on my confidence right now like how do i do da, 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 da. If, yeah. and play with like, her bring it with you and just say let's read chapter four together <laughs> yeah like, go, off the, go off in a corner and do it i think that's a really good idea i yeah. think i think at you're kind of a woman, Kristen, so you can speak to kind this early. That, that, that is what turns <laughs> you on, right? Bit. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it excites you. Passion and drive is absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's why pickup lines and stuff don't work because there's no... There's no feel behind there's it. There's no feel behind it and there's no um, expressing that at all unless it's like, I'm driven to drive you crazy or something <laughs> right. you know, like or to creep you out completely yeah exactly and it's creepy when guys are like that when guys are like trying to be sexy there's nothing in the world that's creepier and yeah. it's textbook definition sleazy yes. and i talk about that in the book where i'm like look when you go, try and be sexy and you try and it, a fuck co- boy well actually well a lot no. of the guys that do yeah. that are older so it comes off as like that greasy salesman or that like, hey, little girl, want some candy? Ugh. And it's like, no, no, no one wants <laughs> your candy, dude. I had an interesting situa- situation in the elevator today when I was uh, coming up to our floor for Playboy. Some guy was getting off at the four- fifth floor and he was telling me how like special I am because we have the, the little passes that let us go up to the seventh floor because oh, you right. can't get yeah. to the seventh floor without having this card right. that we have. Um and he, I swear to God, was like five foot six, like kind of chubby, but I got really intimidated by him by like, well, this isn't about passion, but like the confidence level that he had in yeah. stating like how kind of cool I was that I had this card. And he just said it with such power and strength behind him. Because he believed it. Because he believed it. And I was like, yeah, I'm nervous around you. And then and I, I watched kind of him as he walked off. Yeah, kind time, of which as well. Which is also sexy. Yeah. And then when he walked off balls. and I'm like, you're short. And I'm like, you, yeah. yeah. I'm like, and you're sexy. There were, I was very attracted to him and he was like 50 something. So just saying like that, even somebody like that can like, it doesn't have to be a perfect package of like great outfit, really tall, slick back hair, driven man. Like that, that drive can be packaged in many different ways and still be like super attractive yeah. to a woman. So let's get back to Justin because I, w- I want to hear some advice that you would give to him specifically. Like, you've touched on a few points. You brought up the shirt comment, which is it's kind of similar to I want, but I, I like the shirt. Yeah. I think that's a really good way of phrasing it. What, what, what other advice would you give to Justin? So just, I mean, the number one thing is find a direction and go just just say to yourself i want to be better at this i want if if what he wants is like what you're talking about like actually doing that exercise of saying i want this if what he wants is to be hip deep in you know whatever um <laughs> oh i like how nice you are that you were uncomfortable saying that I, well you know i vagina i, I have, what did he I say? have class uh but when it comes right <laughs> down to it um you know 
if he says, hey, I want to be better at this, that's it. That's that's what's going to fuel the fire and create the journey. And from there, he's going to learn it. Now, I created an entire book about my journey and all of the different <laughs> stuff. So it, it could it could you know foreseeably shorten it because I talk about all the mistakes I made, all of the you know I overcompensated or undercompensated, and all of the different things that I used to get to where I am. And how you know, and that's a great stepping stone. So. You know, and, and the book's really simple. It's like 300 pages. It's, you know, there's all these illustrations in it. It's in bite-sized format. So it's like a blog post, like very easy to read. And then it, every page is like a new subject. So you get to go through and you're like, oh, hey, today I want to learn about this. And today I want to, yeah. you know, tomorrow I want to learn about that. Something really interesting that you touched on, which will be a part of the book, mm-hmm. is uh, experience. Yeah. And putting everything to practice, like as wonderful as it is of like reading this weapon of a book, yeah. um, <laughs> it's that you have to put it to practice afterwards. Yeah. You have to what you did. You went and you had experiences. You went by yourself. You went out sober. You went out. You know, you did all of these things and you you tried them. And yeah. I'm, I'm guessing you failed. I, I, I Yeah. Uh, well, f- you only fail if you give up. Um, Everything else is just a learning experience, and mm-hmm. sometimes you cherish the times when you biff it hard. You know, when you you hit the I ground. Think, do you really cherish it when you're in the moment and you're and you're like, oh, that felt great to be. No, no, in the face, like... in the moment it sucks. Yeah. But then those are stories that you get to walk up, mm-hmm. and I've actually used that where I've completely tanked with a girl, and then I walked up to another girl and told her about the girl that I just tanked with yeah. and how funny it was or whatever. Um, I talk about that too in the book, uh, embarrassing moments and how I've actually used embarrassing moments as game. Like I kept putting myself out there. And of course, some of the times that you put yourself out there, you're going to biff it. So when you've got this whole collection of really funny experiences that you've done. Well, then you're an interesting person. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got that to open with and you've got that to talk about and kind of joke with. And it does a whole bunch of things for you because, A, it says you're humble, but you're Mm -hmm. confident. So you're confident enough to tell somebody a story about you that is you know it's so vulnerable it's like why would you like wow you really but then you also get to tell them you know the upsides you get to feed them information throughout the story to make you look a certain way to them or better to them everything you're saying is very colorful Mm -hmm. and i think justin is very vanilla and you mentioned something about being vanilla in the interview and i think he might have a hard time bringing color into his experiences and conversation because it seems like he just wants to say oh well this is what I do and this is what I want and I like he can say I want but I think until he says I want and of course it's going to start on something like a lower level like I want a sandwich but (laughs) (laughs) which I do actually currently starving yeah. yeah but until he says like I want boom and it's something a little bit louder or scarier or something well, I think actually so that's what advice do you have because that's on. what you have to do on a daily basis with your comedy you you bring color to something that other people may just pass by on a daily basis you like how, how do you do that well it's all it's all i don't know if i bring that much color i'm a little <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit of dark. a debbie downer yeah <laughs> um but uh I, be, I bring black that's the color i bring yeah. I i think just observing and i say that all the time whenever you observe something you Whenever you observe something, you have an opinion about. We all have, we're on Facebook. Everyone's got a freaking opinion on Facebook. Where in person is this opinion? Because I rarely see it. It's like everyone on Facebook is yeah. like, oh, I like this is it. how this I is feel, awesome. and I'm mad about this, or I like that. And then once you get in person, everyone is so like, they don't eh. say anything. Right. And well, so Facebook is actually what I feel like Facebook is actually kind of, um, it's, it's, creating a rift in the way we communicate because Facebook it has become kind of like the social justice machine that when you put an opinion out there, everybody just kind of attacks it. We all kind of get this like weird forum 
all of a sudden people are much, much more uh, afraid to state their opinions in person and back them up and defend them and, and research them. And another thing is people aren't actually backing their stuff up because they're, they're, they don't they haven't spent the time to you know sit down and say, hey, this is why I want this. I've analyzed this. I've evaluated this. This is where I'm going. Because there's so much distracting them. And it's like people, ne- they're like, oh, I could do that. Or, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And it's there's like- a lot of people who are self-editing because they don't know how other people are going to handle what their opinion is. Even if it's a good, a good opinion. Yeah. I'm just so- saying Justin needs a strong opinion on yeah. something. He needs Here's to an bring exercise passion. That I have, actually. But I think that comes with maybe getting, because he seems like he's just a very one-tone mm-hmm. person. And that's not attractive to a woman. It's mm-hmm. very boring. It's like, ugh. Yeah. Like, do something here. Like, wake me up a little bit. And so I think I whatever that is, he I needs to, like, agree. wake okay. himself up. Okay, so here's up. my exercise to Justin. So I've talked about this exercise before where, you know, you buy, like, a stack of kids' cue cards or something. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen these before? They're like, hey, Apple. And yeah, Apple, yeah. Whatever it is. But it's, like, it's it's a built-in system of cue cards that you can use. So and usually I give the exercise of you look at a cue card and then you tell, like, three stories. Yeah. That that thing triggers for you. And as you start to practice, it can happen a lot more uh, quickly. And Kristen has mentioned it several times about uh, associations. Like what associate association do you have with an apple or with a ladder, whatever it is. So you can practice working that brain muscle that mm-hmm. spills out the stories. But, yeah. uh, but I'm going to add an addition to that exercise. And then, which is then asking the question, like, what do you think of that apple? So that you can state an opinion yeah. about it afterwards and just empty yourself out until you're completely done have and you've, an you've given out every single opinion that you have on that apple so that it can be obscure or crazy. Whatever it is, you're doing this by yourself. Yeah. So there's, there's the only limitation is one that you put onto yourself. But it's, it's a way to like let those things out of your mouth so that you can say them and see that it's not that bad. Yeah. Treat it like you have a little bit of Tourette's. Yeah. It should be and fine. How I did it was uh, it's uh, similar. Um, acting classes. because it's a closed environment so you know it's not as real as like making a fool of yourself out out in the world but you know acting classes really force you outside of your comfort zone you've got to perform in front of uh, an audience and you've got you know you're going to deal with all the same stuff being in an acting class is very very much like real life trying to get a girl so i i've and it's weird the way that both would make you feel the same um i love that improv is also another one that's wonderful that's that's where i that's where you got your. That's where you're so sharp. That's right. That's right. Lost all my confidence. And then the other thing was, <laughs> so I I did um, combat sports, so I was a Muay Thai fighter, and that was huge for me. Being able to step outside and actually like build myself as a man, and being able to see that I wasn't made of glass. It's like uh, Fight Club when they're talking about you know you realize that you're not made of glass. Uh, yeah, and, and that was like oh wow. So I was already opinionated before, but then actually having like competed in made combat you into sport, a monster. It kind of, well, it actually kind of calmed me down. It was like oh, I can wow. state this opinion, and you know I, I'm my 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 complete and total value isn't dependent on whether or not somebody likes this. And my my whole thing was I I, I I'm very very opinionated. But I'm also very, very open to constructive criticism. So if I'm opinionated about something and somebody like calls me on my shit, nothing irritates me more. So I'll go home and I'll research the hell out of it. And then I'll come back with like, well, not come back in that scenario. But but I think it's <laughs> yeah, really well, I went, When I went home and I came up with a really good comeback now and I'm going to call now you I'm and ready. I'm going to tell you. But it. I think that that's important for men. It's like be be passionate uh, be driven, you know, uh, and, and if you're if you're passionate about something like know your stuff, read it, research it, and then you have the confidence to put it out there or 
have the confidence that you don't know your shit and you're curious because that other yeah, person knows that your too. shit. And you're like, okay, I can collect information. I can have opinions on what you're saying. Yeah, it's not wrong to be curious. Yeah, it's amazing to be curious. And, and it's a lot exciting of guys too. think that that's insecurity, but it's not. Curiosity in itself is a very, very. Actually, I talk about that in the book too. Of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> what don't you talk about in this freaking book? Everything. There's I mean, even a workout plan in there. Too. What's okay, that? so it's big, big letters. Okay, so how many? So let's talk about this book. Okay, it is two hundred and ninety-eight pages. Not, but again, it's it's like written in a way it. where it's not an overwhelming two hundred ninety-eight okay. pages because no, it's kind of it, big, and there's and there's images, and it's good for someone with ADD like mm-hmm. me. I have really bad else. ADD. So yeah. yeah, so it's perfect. Okay, so I want to wrap up this show. I think we gave great information uh, to Justin. Hopefully, he comes back. He's not too afraid after uh, the assignment that I gave him. I've actually gotten some emails uh, following up from him a lot. It's so interesting. I think because we're doing this for free, and he, and I say, please do not be afraid to use me after this. Like, email me every single day if you need to, because I, the, like I I'm there to help you. The more more experiences that you have and the more that you relay that to me in an email and like make it concrete and I can get feedback or respond to it that's going to speed up the process for you Mm -hmm. and I can tell he's like nervous to email me or like feel like he's wasting my time and just 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 for anybody who ever does work with me like I am there to be used use and abuse me like how often I get the exact opposite man what second I get a a, a coaching client because I I not only teach guys how to be more attractive but I also help guys win their ex-girlfriends back and that's like a bit it's been a big one so help like help you win your ex back or your ex-wife back and i get frantic like text messages from you know mid-morning till three in the morning yeah (laughs) um yeah i mean i like to develop a really really personal relationship with with a lot of my clients so um when it comes down to it yeah uh if you if you're hiring me you are going to have uh a phone conversation with me you're going to be able to get in touch with me and a lot of them feel like they're crashing and burning. So, by the way, if anyone wants to hire me, I'm available to <laughs> chit chat on the phone. I um, want to do that. For, that is one of my ideas for what we're going to do in the future. Yeah, like yeah, have a coaching yeah. call with you. I love yeah. it. Okay, we're going to wrap up now. The show is ending. Thank you so much. I'm going to read it off of your book, Jared. Zavistoski. I can't pronounce it either. You said read it right like how it is on the book. Uh, Methodology of the Modern Male, which is available on Amazon. You can also check out his website. Uh, Website. Okay, sure. ModernMaleInc.com. And then my social media links out from there. So Instagram at Modern.Mail and uh, Twitter at Male Methodology. But yeah, that's ModernMaleInc.com. I-N-C. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue to do Help a Brother Out. We're going to continue working with Justin and Omar and hopefully Roberto if he ever pops back into existence. I don't know where he is. Hopefully he's not dead. Um, but we want more guys to help out. So write into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and maybe you can be. And send your picture brother. along with it. Not that yes. we're being shallow, but it really makes no, we're being a difference. Shallow. Yeah. Well, of course, I'm super shallow. Yeah. Yeah. But it does make a difference. So we know the phase you're in in your life and how you, how you present yourself, et cetera. So if you don't send a picture, we're not going to consider you. Yes, I like that. Good, strict rules. Uh, new episodes of the Ask Men podcast come have come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and download uh, the new episode every week. But even better, go and subscribe so you don't have to manually download every single week and waste your time doing it. You guys are awesome. We love you. Thanks for all the support. We will see you next week.